I have some exciting news before we start. I just launched the Red Cheeks Academy with the first ever online workshop where you can learn about ethical production of intimate scenes. If you work with intimacy on screen in any capacity, this is for you. The workshop is for people who want to become intimacy coordinators. These can be cinematographers, producers, directors, or sex workers and performers who want to benefit from their experience. If this sounds interesting to you, head up to academy.redchicks.org to submit your application for one of the first sessions. And don't forget to check out the FAQ page with info about scholarships. Now, let's start with the podcast. This is Red Cheeks, and I'm Isabella. Can you define what do you mean by amateur performers? Um, basically, just like, you know, couples who are like recording their footage independently. So sometimes, you know, like people, like performers who do uh, shoot their own footage, mm. you know, have their own camera and, you know, have full control over their content. So yeah, sometimes but it's, also, yeah. it's interesting because actually I sometimes I hear that those amateur performers, they actually they often don't yet know how to approach it and mm. uh, maybe actually reaching, as you suggested, reaching out to um, professional producers mm. would mm. help them to understand how to approach working with different people because it's often like, oh, hey, would you like to record something with me? And, you know, nothing is discussed. Yes, like they don't have the conversation about, okay, what do we do with the content later on? Where we will publish it? Um, mm. so what about STI testing? Do we check each other's STI tests, or we don't do it? So mm. I think I think it's important because if they reach out to professional producers, they will learn those things mm. too. Mm. Oh, what do you have in mind? Yeah, it's well, interesting. It's in- inter- interesting actually that you say it because maybe I guess there's a difference if you, you know, like if performers work with other people, you know, or if there is a couple, you know, and they're in a long time relationship and, you know, they so, shoot together. So definitely there is like, there are like advantages on both sides. I mean, it makes totally sense that performers reach out to producers, you know, to ask how to handle those things professionally, you know, if it's not like, shooting porn with your boyfriend girlfriend you know or in between but you want to shoot with someone else i definitely get it yeah but, but yeah this but uh, because you said you, you you think that it's important they reach out and i agree but you know that i i have my point of view why they should do it but i would like to hear more uh, what's your point of view mm. why, why do you think it's important yeah, I mean, I did think a lot about it, to be honest, because I was like, at the beginning of my career, I was like, okay, why should people reach out to producers? Because, mm. to be honest, if I would be a performer, um, but I like to be in control, you know, I like to have, you know, everything in control with my content, <laughs> but I would be like, you know, I just do it on my own, you know, I have my camera, you know, I have my script, and, you know, fuck it, I want to be, like, in full control of my content, you know? I understand that. (laughs) Yeah, because it's like, okay, someone is shooting your stuff, and then you don't know what's going on with it, you know? You know, often, and this is also what is so important, the aftercare, because people do shoot porn, 
and then after afterwards it's gone you know and you don't know actually the perspective you don't know how you look at in the footage and you know then it's gone but this is so important to um you know so if you shoot it by your own you have control over the content and if you give it away to a producer it's like yeah it's 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 hard to explain but then you basically um you you don't know what's going on with it afterwards so mm. i feel like this is something that i would like to keep as a performer for myself and this is what i think producers should be aware of you know but how do you because you know there are still uh, performers who well don't own a camera or don't mm. have an ambition to actually record and deal with everything because it's it's a lot of work mm. i think people who do not edit their videos or their pictures they mm. just uh, don't understand how much work is mm. there. yeah for sure <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um but uh, so there are performers who don't want to do it and mm. they prefer to work with companies with uh, producers mm. so how they can ensure that uh, you know uh, some things that they don't want to be in the footage they actually don't end up in the end in the footage mm. so what about this aftercare and how do you approach it yeah i think i, I got somehow like lost but i think that's important <laughs> no nowadays you know that producers are aware that people want to know what's happening with the content how is the edit do i have a word in the edit where is the footage going to so i think as a more modern producer um we should stay aware that you know people have their right to know what's yeah. happening with their content yes. and it's so important to ask performers beforehand and afterwards hey do you like that angle how do you feel how do you feel about that perspective? Maybe I did portrait you in a different way that you don't feel comfortable with, you know, because, yeah. What would you do if someone, so you recorded on the footage and mm. oh, actually, no, sorry. At what point would you ask the performer those questions? Because, uh, well, you know, if you record on the footage and you show them at the end and they're like, oh, I don't like that. You're like, fuck. Now we need to, like, you know, all work again, it has to happen again, yes. So yeah. at what point would you show it to the performers? Yeah, I think um, definitely it's important to um, clarify at the beginning before the shooting is happening, hey, what's the persona and what's the person you feel comfortable in portraying, you know, in the film? Mm -hmm. It's. I think it should be somehow in line what performers want to embody. You know, I would not force someone, for example, who is dominant and prefers to be dominant, uh, being, you know, visualized in a very submissive way. Yeah. For example, yeah. I think Makes that's, sense. that's the integrity that you, that I would like to maintain, you know, and give performs the right to show their character also in my film. Yeah. Of course, I do have a storyline in my head. And of course, I, if I see someone, I might picture a person in a certain role, but I think it's important to ask beforehand, hey, is this a persona you feel comfortable with or yeah. is it not a, per a persona you feel comfortable with? And also, it's totally fine, you know, everyone feels comfortable with their body and maybe in some other situations not. So it's also fine to say, hey, please don't shoot this certain angle or just like maybe can you be aware that I'm a little bit insecure about that body part and I, I think that's also my responsibility as a director to respect 
totally. these boundaries. These are also like boundaries, you know. And, totally. and also, I think it's also important to talk about these boundaries that kind of like are not in line with my storyline or maybe with my work as a director because yeah. this is the nitty gritty part, you know. Because here I'm questions as a director. How much am I willing to adapt my storyline to my performance needs? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and I think it's very important to be able to adapt the storyline to the performer's needs because you know if uh, if you will be really strict with your vision and you're not able to adapt, I don't think performers will enjoy very much uh, performing, uh, mm. working on that specific shoot, and it will show on the camera for sure. And maybe it's also the sweet spot because, like, if we talk yeah. about, like, you know, like nowadays performers can work quite independently on OnlyFans, and um, if we empower performers also on professional—I don't even want yeah. to say professional shootings, but let's say shootings in a bigger scale—that's maybe the sweet spot, you know, because performers feel comfortable. Directors get like somehow like more realistic footage that people are graving for. I mean, we yeah. see uh, that amateur porn is definitely something people want to see. So maybe that's a sweet spot, you know, work closer with each other, be in line with, you know, each other's boundaries and, you know, adapt, you know. Uh, so you just, uh, there are a lot of things to follow up on the, what I wanted to say. When you say amateur porn, like again, do you refer only to the couples just recording themselves or performers producing mm -hmm. content at home? Or do you also refer to the production team? Because I know there are different approaches to that. And I think it's good to clarify. I think every person mm -hmm. has a different uh, vision in their mind. So, uh, yeah. It's an interesting question, but if personally, if I talk about amateur porn, I I think it's for me it's like content that uh, couples somehow like you know couples or like people who are like intimate with each other like shoot it together, you know, like without a big mm. production team in the background. This is how mm -hmm. I would define. It. How how would you define it? It's no, an interesting I think, question. <laughs> I think I would define in the same way. Someone who just uh, either does the point of view, I think yeah. the POV mm -hmm. uh, shots. I would define this usually as a mature porn. But I also have seen um, shoots from a couple, and they they do POV and it's from another hand very professionally recorded mm. you, I mean it looks very uh, uh, beautiful uh, yeah very high definition but of course that's not for me that's not the defi definition of being professional or you mm. know because I, I think it's all about how you approach um recording of the content how you approach those conversations with the performers mm -hmm. um how flexible you are with your vision and what the perform who are the performers mm -hmm. and how they fit to this vision and i think this like all all those things i try to put in the workshop because the communication was like a key element for me because i see it as it goes through the entire um production process and as you mm -hmm. say before before we are on the set before we are holding the cameras in hands and people have sex in front of the camera mm -hmm. so this communication finding out what are the boundaries and not only boundaries here on the set uh, but 
generally like what are the things that you're uncomfortable with uh, people who are who you are uncomfortable working with that's also important <clears throat> because mm -hmm. imagine you don't ask a question and then you put two people together and they just feel so not good with each other yeah happens yeah. in real life you know you yeah right and it's like like i don't feel that <laughs> yeah know? for sure yeah i mean like come on like we are like it's like a, a normal situation we are all people you know of course like having sex with someone is intimate you know yeah. no matter what of course like even if you're a professional i mean like yeah i mean chemistry <laughs> that's better yes <laughs> yeah and although i think you know not necessarily those people will then go on a date uh, yeah. or i don't know we'll see each other later on but it's important this chemistry on the set mm -hmm. you know yeah. all like if you can make it more comfortable for the performers and for the crew in fact also you know i think yeah. entire crew have to be in sync also mm -hmm. because if they are not then i think that's not a very pleasant situation not a yeah. very great place to work so yeah. communication is like a key factor and i think it's regardless of the size of the crew because yeah. if you're mm -hmm. just someone like individual performer who create who is creating their own content mm. and you want to work together with another uh, performer mm. you need to communicate well the boundaries the like understand what are the needs of this other person mm. you're no longer yeah. alone in front of the camera you're with another human being so yeah yeah like a, a group of people you need to interact in the right yeah. way yeah. yeah for sure i mean it's interesting that you point out that it's also important that everyone on set vibes because i think this is something very that is underestimated you know because also like if you have someone with sound or a gaffer on set and you know everyone is like super nervous you know then it's like kind of like it's it's inflicting the whole like group yeah. you know and then like it shifts everyone is nervous and it becomes super weird you know <laughs> so yeah and you know what i was thinking like uh, going back to the workshop when i was analyzing you know who is this for this this workshop and i like i was really happy when you came through like you're one of the people i was like this woman is so fucking amazing yes. that was my first thought about you no, seriously because uh, you're super duper professional and you're like very strict with certain things and i really like it i i i I will try to dig to it why it's like this because I'm really curious. But uh, you know, it was like I was like thinking then, like, okay, if we let's say if we bring the intimacy co coordinators more and more to adult industry, mm -hmm. and we have them on the set, it's not enough because if the rest of the crew doesn't vibe, doesn't understand what is a professional approach. Mm -hmm then we have a yeah. problem because this one person will be just demotivated to do the yeah. right job if yeah. everyone will be against this person or not not thinking together you know yeah so i think you're so right with this that also like the crew just the vibe is so important and that everyone is understanding the what, mm. what it means to create professional yeah. porn or ethical porn you know you're so right honestly i cannot agree more it's it's some it's a topic that should everyone be aware of you know everyone should have a basic understanding of how to make someone feel comfortable and also like how to read you know like how to be aware of body language i i totally agree with you it's yeah. i'm i'm kind of like shocked 
honestly that uh, this topic intimacy coordination is something that came up you know i guess in hollywood you know became a bigger topic but it's so crucial important important yeah. why why do we have not those important like topics like why was it not the you know the the birthplace you know of talking about consent on set because i think that's the this is that's the, the yes. ground zero you know <laughs> that's the, the that's the where is consent more important than in porn especially if we look at the me too movement and like in yeah. general you know like sex is often also misunderstood as you know like oh if we have sex we are sexually empowered but now okay people have availability of sex and have can yeah. have sex everywhere everywhere i mean like basically it's on really. demand but yeah. like it's much easier than it was in the past definitely but how what does sex mean like on a bigger scale okay how can we have good sex consent you know like just having sex is not empowering having the right sex is empowering yeah up is empowering yeah. and caring and like feeling comfortable definitely especially when we put it into professional setting you know and i really think that people can learn so much from professional porn productions mm. like each time I talk to different people from different production companies, either let it be performers or producers, there is so much knowledge, so much information about uh, communicating in the right way, understanding the boundaries. And, you know, it's uh, being, and it's weird, but you have to kind of be brave enough to start those conversations because those are hard conversations. Try to have this sort of communication with your partner and you're just sitting in the room. It's like, okay, yeah. well, how to say it to not like hurt anyone, you know, but still say yeah. what you think and to respect everyone. So it's really not easy. And then because you're so personally invested in it, then when you have this conversation, one wrong word can just kind of blow mm -hmm. up the situation. So it's yeah. so it's so important we learn to have those those uh, conversations. And but how how is it for you? Because you said um, you know it's it's empowering to have the right sex or in the right way. You know how mm -hmm. is it for you personally? How do you approach uh, well having sex with someone? You know, especially now in Tinder time and you know we just go on tinder scroll uh, yeah wait swipe, yeah. swipe left or right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it, it's interesting because like normally put people would assume you know that i'm very vocal you know about like me in bed having sex but it also shows reality you know sometimes even like for me when i have sex with someone it's hard sometimes to be honest you know and say oh I'm more turned on by that. I'm more turned on by this. Uh, can you please adjust? You know, these are like, I think that's human. That's natural. Like some, because it's something so intimate, you know, like it's, it's your sexuality. It's your, you know, it's what gets you going. Someone is seeing you in a very intimate moment, you know, mm -hmm. like seeing you having an orgasm. I mean, you must be pretty close to that person or maybe yeah, sometimes yeah. not, but it's <laughs> like it, being like, it's definitely a different situation than like being in a meeting with someone. So yeah. yeah, even for me, sometimes I feel like, yeah, it's, it's hard sometimes to speak up, but it's so important. And uh, of course I'm practicing it when I have sex with someone, I'm introducing, Hey, Hey, be, I'm introducing it and say, I'm allowing allowing and basically i'm vocal i'm saying hey do you feel comfortable with that be vocal with me you know and it's fascinating how sometimes for people it's hard it's overwhelming but mm -hmm. 
that's that's not different you know than with any other human being basically i also sometimes struggle but um i try to be vocal and i try to be honest and but to be honest i have been quite honest um already when i was like quite young at one certain point with 19 or 20 i was like fuck this no if i don't want something i'm going to be vocal you know i'm not like that kind of like girl who you know I, when i was younger i was like okay the more sex i have the more empowered i am you look at me i'm like i'm a sexually active woman and you know that's <laughs> all it needs but no it's important to be vocal and say no i, I don't have sex that hurts you know and feel and, yeah. and think that's cool you know because yeah. having hard sex is cool you know growing up but no it's cool to say hey touch me differently oh maybe let's do this angle because i think nothing is more sexy than someone being honest and vocal about what they like and if you hit their sweet spot then <laughs> it feels good that's that's what we like you know that's that's hot that's sexy yeah you want to have sex that people feel engaged with and in line with each other's needs and that's that's the, that's the fun part you know and like yeah exactly you, overlap. Know, you know uh it's like having like whatever description of hardcore sex you have in mind you know having this sort of um uh, sexual encounter doesn't have to be bad you know as long as both part parts of more than both parts enjoying uh, this encounter you know enjoying yeah. this way of having sex oh yeah. at that particular day they feel like yeah. having sex in yeah. this specific way yeah you know yeah. because um i think there are different different forms of pleasure mm -hmm. and porn is a place where uh, people can explore those different forms of pleasures mm -hmm. sometimes you may see some uh, videos and you're like wow i didn't know that there are more people who have mm -hmm. sex like this yeah I, I'm, I'm happy to be to be represented on yeah. on the screen in a way um but i also feel there are some limitations hmm. or there should be some limitations to what we show and it's you know, like, for example, if we talk about uh, kinks and BDSM, hmm. I think we should be showing it, you hmm. know, but then also how much do you consent to the body harm? Because, you know, where is the boundary where you, well that's not possible for you to consent to because i i don't know i'm, I'm keep on thinking about this you know mm. it's something uh what, what do you think about this about like kings fetishes maybe yeah. more extreme scenes being yeah. going in pornography yeah I, I would like to refer like to an experience that i had because i remember when i was like in high school no basically it was when i was studying we had uh, we went to a bdsm cafe you know, because my group gave me the task, oh, I can look for a topic. And I was like, let's go to a fetish cafe. You know, we went to a fetish cafe in Vienna and we did some interviews there. Sorry, one second. Why your group gave you a task? <laughs> I need a little bit more background in this. No, basically, you know, uh, as a student group, our professor told us, hey, uh, you know, you're studying journalism so please choose a topic you like and my group was like oh Bea do you have an idea and I was like oh let's go to the BDSM cafe in Vienna it sounds interesting yes and yeah I mean Vienna does have a BDSM history so <laughs> why not 
but the interesting part is we went there and that kind of like stuck in my head because I talked with a lot of like people who are like into like hardcore stuff, you know, like talking about things that I like more hard sex as well. But like those things were like, hmm, okay, interesting. I didn't know. But the interesting topic of it all was that they said, hey, it might look hard, you know, the sex we are like having, but nothing is happening without consent. There is no hardcore sex without like talking about boundaries beforehand and this is i think crucial also if we talk about like hardcore sex scenes in porn i would like i'm basically i'm not against showing hard sex i do enjoy also privately uh more hard porn but i think what is crucial is making people aware that consent is always important you know that's that's my personal that's my personal style i would love to show hard sex but also like consent during hard sex on screen we often talk about like that because often you know like okay i sorry just step back because when i dived into knowing more about bdsm about kings and fetishes and maybe personally it's not something i practice in my relationship, but I'm really interested in it. And maybe the aspect of consent and uh, respecting boundaries is what attracts me to this, to this Mm. form of sexual expression. And so um, when I started diving into it, started digging into it, um, sorry, I just lost my uh, line of thought. Uh, wait, what What were you saying? Sorry, because I died. Um, so basically, like, you're, like, watching more hard, hardcore sex, because, but, like, a matter yes, of interest. Yes, I have it, I have it. Yes, sorry, <laughs> one back to no So, you know, I now I know that uh, there is a lot of communication about consent uh, prior to the scene. Even, like, you know, some people may have a kind of checklist to go mm-hmm. through all the items to ensure the person is uh, okay with what will happen, yeah. that mm-hmm. there are specific words to say yeah. uh, or um, things to do to stop the scene. Yeah. And now I know because I dive into, I learn about that, yes. But it's not something that you often see on the screen. Yes. So how do you think yeah. porn can show this because a lot of people watch porn and they don't give much thought to it mm, in my opinion. yeah Maybe no more those days but you know yeah i think like you like hit a very important spot i feel like okay there's much more to it than like having a safe word you know mm-hmm. i remember i was like once watching like a bdsm porn and it was so interesting because uh, they were like in the middle you know like uh, during sex and uh, the dominant part uh, had to adjust, you know, like the sub was like, hey, uh, can you adjust in a certain way? So please don't do that. So I feel like there's also like basically the submissive component basically mm-hmm. defines always the playground. There is no, in my personal opinion, you know, it's not like, okay, uh, the dominant uh, can just like do whatever, but the submissive is always in control somehow. It's not like, the submissive person is not in control at all. I mm-hmm. think it's even the opposite. Mm-hmm. The submissive part uh, is in control because this person defines 
what is allowed and not. So it's also a position of power. And I feel sometimes we, we, we are living in a culture where like, there's a lot of like bottom shaming and submissive, you know, like being submissive mm. means like being like versatile. But no, I think like being submissive is also a very strong character. And I think this is something we can definitely bring to the table if we portray porn. So consent, also this is what I will try as a strategy, you know, that's my personal style, but I would like to show harder sex, but how can consent be visualized during hard sex scenes beyond a safe word you know yeah. if i want to be choked okay that's fine but then i don't like that there's like if if some if there's like some hardcore sex scene like for example okay choke me hard but somehow we always have to stay aware that this is a playground there's a this is a safe spot it's not like going beyond there is a certain line we don't cross Otherwise, um, but how do you show it? How do you show it in porn? Because you know, usually porn is just to sexually arouse people. So some people may find those sort of uh, conversations, and you know, making someone else more aware of those things. They may find it unsexy, or you know, it's like, oh, I just don't want to see that. I just want to see people having sex. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. And so, how do you show it in a way that it's interesting for mm -hmm. the viewer? Mm, yeah interesting i mean like my personal style is like i like when people are vocal about what they want i think that's ultimately sexy <laughs> so maybe i'm imposing my perspective but yeah it, it's a good point i mean sometimes people also like you know there is this fantasy of like kind of like you know like just being taken and have like rough sex and maybe crossing a little bit you know power play i i definitely get it it's sexy it's it's, it's human nature it's fantasy you know and i'm not like judgmental or fantasy but maybe there's another way to uh, maybe like in the text or maybe like with a certificate or maybe with you know like just somehow to make clear that everything you know for example if we see a movie there's also like you know there's like in the in the text afterwards like no one was harmed by you know <laughs> by that film <laughs> maybe yeah, you know you kind of never know because as you say after part of the production you know uh in in the end, any production company can just put in the end whatever they want. You know, no one was harmed, and then you will have <sighs> that one performer who is like, "Well, that's mm -hmm. bullshit." You know, For sure, actually, yeah, yeah. this and this and this happened, yeah. and I didn't feel comfortable. And yeah. It's just such a difficult thing because we're dealing with human beings, and every person is so different. Yeah. And you know, at particular setting or situation can trigger in us different things, things mm -hmm. that we may have never thought about. Yeah. And, you know, it's like even if you have those conversations prior mm -hmm. to the production, uh, prior to the recording day, then like on the set, on that specific day, mm -hmm. A, things may change. So yeah. I think it's very important you follow up with that person. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, it's like, okay, how are we feeling today? You yeah. know, did anything change? Yeah. But also during the moment, during the scene, and I think mm -hmm. may, maybe some uh, performers and also actors in mainstream cinema are not feeling um, ready or not feeling comfortable enough to say, hey, can we stop? It, it, it's, yeah. it's not what, like, I don't feel right right now. I need a moment. And I think people mm -hmm. are not used to something like this thing like okay can we just stop it mm -hmm. 
sometimes I feel like it's like a red light for people and it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. what did I do? You know, maybe you didn't do anything, but just that person, yeah. the moment at the specific yeah. time, uh, maybe they will change their consent. They will adjust their consent. And that's totally fine too. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think we need to learn to be more flexible, especially when producing porn. Mm-hmm. Like, as you said yourself, you you try to be flexible. You have your vision, but you're trying to mm-hmm. adjust that. And uh, I think we need to learn to hear no for an answer. Yeah. And we need to learn to be okay with this. Mm-hmm. And there's... I believe there is so much work to do. There is like a lot of work to do prior to the shoot with yeah. communication and, you know, trying to find out the consent and boundaries yeah. what it is. But we need to understand that the consent is an ongoing conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely. I mean, like, to be honest, I, in my, uh, like, papers, I also always include the sentence, hey, you can stop at any point during the shooting even but please don't give me a reasoning you know you don't have to give me a reasoning and to be honest i would love to have that situation you one didn't time have it <laughs> no but not because i want that performers feel uncomfortable don't get me wrong but i would like to be challenged in that situation because then we're here on set money is involved everyone is here to work yeah. and performers say no I love I would love to see that situation just to say hey see here is the moment and you have to step back then and be okay to quit the shooting and I think this is what modern directors have to be willing to do and I, I have to respect yeah. that you know I have consent and boundaries always have to be priority even if there is money involved yeah so, but you know also for some people I think uh, you know they are especially those days tied with money and some performers will consent to the things regardless like you know like even if they are uncomfortable they will still consent to it just because it pays well because it's money sometimes it's also saying no again it's not seen well so they are afraid that they won't be hired again because they said no and yeah yeah i think that would be like the the worst scenario ever you know because this is definitely what i don't want to contribute to a society you know where people feel forced to have to have to share their most intimate more intimacy moment for money so and this is exactly the spot the, the right spot you're hitting it's how how can we stay aware and make sure that people really just engage in sex if they feel comfortable with and yeah. money has to be i know we live in in a capitalistic society but money has to be second you know especially in porn that's my personal opinion uh I, it would be heartbreaking i i don't want to have any performance on set and they feel like okay they have to push it through because you know otherwise they don't get a gig or they are not paid or maybe rumors are spreading so that's completely opposite that i want you know for us yeah definitely definitely and yeah it's just i think it's sometimes really hard for people to you know like oh either i do this or i don't have money but but then you know this flexibility from the director comes in i think because if the director is like okay no problem let's do something else totally fine uh you know then 
the person will feel different differently that will be totally different vibe on the set mm. and again it's something that the uh, director has to establish uh, way before but that's possible and again i think the role of intimacy coordinators comes in here handy because mm. you create the agency for the performers yeah and also for the director because you know sometimes the mm -hmm. situation maybe that uh, the performer is very dominant and you know wants certain things and uh, a director mm -hmm. is a new person and uh, they feel obliged to just meet those uh, mm -hmm. requirements or anything despite the fact that it makes them very uncomfortable so mm -hmm. this, this role of intimacy coordinator works in both ways Mm. I believe, you know, it, it's something that is beneficial for the performers and director yeah. and actually the entire crew. And we avoid mm -hmm. the situation where you have he said, she said, you know, and you really don't know what's happened. Yeah. You have this third person who actually is responsible uh, for also documenting everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so. But, yeah, for sure. I feel like there needs to be like someone who's like kind of like the neutral person, you know, like the, the one who is like uh, responsible for being diplomatic yeah. and like kind of like find a common ground because it it would be hard. I, I, I'm super interested in consent and uh, consent coordination. I think directors should should really mandatory also like attempt such a workshop, but it's important to have a neutral person because yeah. we do have different, you know, like power, power, power dynamics, basically. So someone like neutral uh, is so crucial. And uh, definitely, I, I totally agree that there should be a neutral person on set. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Well, wait, how do you define ethical porn? Yeah, I mean, ethical porn, I mean, personally for me, is ethical porn is like ensuring, as we already talked about, um, that certain conditions are like met on set. So it's like kind of like, you know, like it's like the production uh, uh, requirements, so to say, you know, it's like kind of like the, the fair trade version of like food, just like yeah. uh, in porn. But, uh, you know, so guarantee that we meet certain standards during before productions you know so everyone is in line so we are like very transparent i think like also coming to performers with clear expectations is also very important yeah. than ensuring on set that you know er everything is like running uh smoothly accordingly to consent and like to the boundaries but also and that's important for me too is the aftercare uh, we did talk mm -hmm. about it at the beginning but i feel like I cannot just take that package of footage, have it like, a, you know, like a squirrel and like keep it with me and then I just do whatever with it. No. Also, like keeping performers informed what is going to happen with the footage and like staying closely in touch is so crucial because having images of someone is having power as well, you know, like and uh, you can also true. violate yeah. that. You know, because we are living in modern times, the internet, you know, yeah, you like, it's on internet, yeah. it's on internet. Exactly, exactly, it. exactly. So normally when I have footage of performers, I treat it like if I would have like porn of friends, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't show it to everyone. I, I show it, I don't send it to any, no raw, cut, raw cuts to anyone. I only share it with professionals and never, never, never send those footage materials 
around i always watch out that no one is watching it you know that no one is like luring into my computer even people yeah. are interested but no i have to protect this footage of my performers afterwards as well you know yeah that's ethics for me too you know yeah yeah and uh, so if you want to like if you sell to someone the footage do you consult first with the performers if they are comfortable with it yeah always always that's so important i i don't want you know that my performers like open their computer the next day and they see oh i'm on the banner of like a website that i don't feel comfortable with hmm, wow interesting no this is a no-go yeah. they should always know what's going on you and know how do you filter the companies that uh, you sell the footage to how do you decide on them who is the right person to sell to and who is not um yeah that's an interesting topic i mean to be honest i'm, I'm quite new in the industry you know i don't sometimes i'm like so confused and i don't know what's out there in the world but what i do is i do my research i ask performers i ask other people in the industry hey have you ha did you work with uh, this website before what about this host and i just ask around you know and 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 inform myself it's like kind of like a combination of like checking different sources mm. and then make the right decision but uh, everything is so new and especially if you're new to the industry watch mm. out because like being naive doesn't justify like fucking yeah. things up you know <laughs> totally that's such a good fucking point <laughs> yeah so. and i think you know it's also so important to have everything in the writing because mm -hmm. but then again it comes with the experience to clarify what should be in this writing because not everyone can afford to go to a lawyer and say hey what do you think about this agreement yes yeah uh you know you have to kind of think for yourself you get that agreement and you're like okay shit there is a lot of information the language it's written in it's like what the fuck why is uh, it always like that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah recently yeah. yeah, like non-disclosure agreement and you know, I was like i'm reading it through i was like oh my goodness <laughs> it's like it's not like my english is bad it's just i really don't understand what they mean by those complicated phrases yeah <laughs> it's true. Simple, you know same with accountants yeah it's, it's just so hard sometimes they say something i'm like i just want to know if i have to refer <laughs> to this information yeah. in this another way just tell me this or that yeah. simple yeah. question maybe that's unethical too you know like yes. maybe it should be just like yeah. very easy language <laughs> i totally think so you have to speak in the language as the other person in like yeah you know it's like i may have a knowledge of certain things in the industry but i never can assume that the other person has the same knowledge just mm. and you, again this goes to the communication because yeah. you, when you talk with someone you know you tell them things ask a question okay tell me yeah. what do you understand that we're going to do yeah. uh, what do you think will happen what do you think uh, like where the footage will end up mm -hmm. you know it's like just yeah. so, and it's not because the other person is not smart it's just we often just yeah. the communication doesn't go doesn't meet each other we often like the passing points you yeah. know with communication yeah. and we just need to it's our responsibility as pe responsibility of people who produce mm -hmm. the content who know a lot about professionalism and ethics to ensure that yeah. we are all on the same page yeah i mean you're completely right but like in general like how why why does a communication have to be in a certain way anyway you know if no one understands those contracts why is it written like that <laughs> exactly. you know we can define also those new rules you know okay yeah. 
maybe it's better it's interesting that you also pointed out but maybe it's better to write down hey i'm sorry i'm new to the industry but what i want is this yeah just say <laughs> what you want you know yeah. and that's you know but still i think you know you need to clarify if the other person understood you in the yeah. right way because even sometimes using simple language may go wrong especially mm -hmm. because now those days we communicate with so many different people from different countries for whom english yeah. often i at least often communicate in english is not a first language for mm. us you know so we may use some words that either other person doesn't yeah. understand or we misuse the word and then mm. you know it's a good practice to say so i just want to make sure that I got you right. So you mean this yeah. and this and this or something else? And yeah. it's fine, I think, to have this sort of, you know, follow-up explanation-ish mm. style thing. Yeah, I mean, like something that you made me be more aware of is really the usage of usage of language. Mm. To be honest, I, I had been thinking quite a while after you said that, but also the way how you, like, use certain wording, how you refer to, like, how to be clear, how to but also like refer to certain body parts. This is something that I was not so really on my scale, but you made me be very aware of that. Also to, yeah. to like be professional and don't, you know, like go into like porn slang, but just like, you know, just, it sounds so basic, but um, it's so important, you know, yeah. like really being like aware that language does mean something as well you know can have already like some power connotation or like make someone feel uncomfortable yes so, because you know yeah. maybe in the past either you know in our past relationships or when we were growing up there were certain words that uh, have been used in a negative way and in our brain it's yeah. like oh that has a negative connection and you know maybe now those days it's less negative it's it has mm. you know better vibe but still we need to get used to it and yeah it's always good to consider uh what the other person is comfortable yeah with. you know so again those communication consent and boundaries for sure i mean like i, I met like uh, one girl recently and she, <laughs> she told me that she's she she hates the word fuck you know and i was like <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I mean, yeah, it's 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 a rude yeah, it's word. A yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's rude. You know, like in Europe, you can say "fuck." I guess <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be censored, but yeah, <laughs> no, you you won't. You won't. But Leah, even stay aware, like of those basic like words, you know. And she was like, yeah, but sometimes, you know, and, and she's right. You know, we use this in everyday basic language, but why do I have to say "fuck"? why <laughs> you know, yeah yeah just, it, and so what are the words for you like that you don't like being used uh that's a complicated question hmm. <laughs> i have to think about it because i like it when people are vocal uh in general but um i don't know it's i have to think about it but i i guess um no i don't really have an answer to it right now i, I feel like I, it, it depends on the context you know for me for example the word yeah true true because when we talk about the word fuck i let's go back there <laughs> um in certain situations it will make me very uncomfortable you know like when for example when i met my partner in the beginning and if he would use that word i would be like oh that's so fucking cold you know i mean i will really? use it in sweating you yeah. know 
but I, I had to, so when I, uh, you know, when our relationship uh, was for a bit longer and, you know, we got used to, I guess, to each other maybe, or we're more comfortable with each other, I don't mind it at all right now, you know? Mm. Like, I kind of, I think um, mm. he's not, like, going to uh, misuse me as a person by using this word. I don't know. And frankly, I don't know where it came from. I just, you know, always had like a, this negative connection with the word fuck. And ah. it took me time to, um, I guess, to get more comfortable with that. You oh know? my God, you're also fuck critic. <laughs> you're also fuck critic. No, no, it depends on the situation. It depends <laughs> yes. on the context. Yes. Then <laughs> yourself, I'm taking that. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. Yeah, yeah but, but true, yeah. a lot depends on the context. Hmm. seriously Bia it's like every situation and as we said on the set you know like if you're on the set and you do certain things in this particular moment and the setting may make you feel uncomfortable so yeah 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 and so do you think that uh, you often impose your perspective on what you like personally you show it in your films <clears throat> or do yeah. you try to separate this Mm, yeah, I had like so I had an interesting discussion about this with a friend too. I mean, like she was asking me basically, okay, how much of yourself is embedded in your porn, you know? And I think it's the same question that often like writers get asked probably about their storyline in their books, you know, is it completely fiction or is it somehow showing something of your personality? I mean, I feel like there could be something that I'm interested in. Like, of course, like there, there are certain topics that personally I think they are close to my heart, but I would not necessarily say that this is porn that I do watch, you know? For mm -hmm. example, the first film that I did from, I like the idea, like the, 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 um, it was like a masturbation scene, you know, like a solo masturbation scene with a woman. Um, I think that topic was important. It was beautifully shot and it's so close to my heart, but, uh, it's just an important topic that I wanted to tackle. You know, personally, I, what I watch maybe important could be something different. And it's interesting because I remember I went once to like a, a festival and I talked with a lot of like producers and asked them, Hey, the porn that you produce, is it the porn that you watch privately? And often there's like this gray box. It's like this black box. Um, sometimes people say, oh, no, I watched something completely different. And then I'm like wondering, hmm, what? that's interesting. What does that mean? I mean, why? Why is this still like this, like, there's this spot that we are not willing to give away, you know, like, hey, mm. this is my private, you know, this is my private spot. You know, I'm not sharing what I privately watch, you know, but yeah. I'm like contributing to this certain porn. So... Okay. It's, I still have to make it up in my head why why there is this distinction somehow. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's true. Sometimes I, I watch sometimes I watch stuff, I'm like, what the fuck? That's pretty hardcore. No, I'm I guess I'm not going to shoot that. But that's the interesting part, you know, in you yeah. why? Why is it like that? You yeah, know? exactly. You know, because uh, you know, there are different fantasies people have and different imagination of how you know there are so different things that turns turn us on like 
sometimes you would be like uh, when I read certain research and like I, I we don't have to talk much about this it's just you know it's like in passing mm -hmm. we mentioned this in past and it's you're not the first person I actually came across uh, this conversation and that was about mm -hmm. rape fantasies so I mm -hmm. actually went to the university to talk with some of the professors about the project mm -hmm. and um, at some point suddenly we started talking about this you know she's like we did this research and we ask women about the rape mm. fantasies. And so many of them responded that they do have those fantasies. Yes, mm. but we know, like, no one really, none of us really would like it to happen for us, like, in, mm. you know, in a real scenario. Perhaps mm. maybe in a staged scenario, something that it was, again, kind of... Mm. Um, discuss earlier with your partner and saying like, oh, you know I have this fantasy it's like a rape fantasy and yeah. you know <clears throat> let's establish safe word and maybe one day he comes in and he acts like <laughs> you know a yeah. rapist but mm. again that that's such a sensible topic and just yeah. to mention in one of those research uh, one of those uh, research forms and the researchers said that um depending on how they phrased because uh the the question mm. the women responded differently so uh oh. i don't remember the exact phrasing but mm -hmm. when they said well did you have a rape fantasy mostly women said no but when they said did you ever think of uh sexual assault or being sexually assaulted most well a lot of women said yes more than in the first question and you see both of them they mean the same mm. at least i think they mean the same maybe sexual assault is a broader term so someone may interpret it differently but yeah mm. it's, you know it's also a very tough topic to like oh yeah we show something like this and if we show it because you know how do we do it safely and yeah, yeah there yeah. is a lot of questions to that yeah i mean of course like this is it's interesting because we Sorry. don't have to talk about that if you mm, don't no. have, i just because of the war yeah. also in the research and that a lot of people more and more people mostly women yeah. talk about this are open to yeah. say, oh that's actually interesting that we fantasize about that yeah i mean i think it's a very important topic i mean i i think i still have to wrap my head around it but i think like it's interesting because often many people ask me about this question and so it means mm -hmm. that it is in the head of many people and of course as a feminist you know uh, the first question i get is oh if you're like a feminist and you do porn do you only make soft stuff for example you know yeah. this is one cliche for example but there are also feminists who support like more hard sex scenes and there are definitely feminists who want to have hard sex you know yes. so this is also like totally cliche and for sure we need to ask those questions it's it's hard because of course human fantasy is sometimes dark and also wonder if, for example if i'm looking for like porn and i feel like i feel like in the mood of like something like very edgy and afterwards i'm like where is this coming from why mm. do i feel why do i feel in this certain way right now maybe i feel even like a bit ashamed even though i like it i watch it these are like the interesting questions you know 
is it okay that we have like certain genre that is met or does it like kind of like support a certain image even mm. further because mm. like also of course like the question is what was first the egg or the chicken yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. you know if, if we used to see women like being fucked very hard you know like is this something that i believe that i want or is it something that i really want i mean like mm. this is it's 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 a very tough question to be honest yeah it's it's something i will definitely have to ask myself in the future and uh but i have to still wrap my head around this you know i'm reading a lot of like books and trying to find like a way in between oh my god why is yeah. human nature so complex Isn't <laughs> it? so it's tough? so fucking difficult and each time you know like i come across a certain topic i was like oh that's interesting but this is like a snowball effect because you call you read one thing and you're like oh i'm going to dive into it and you're you not fucking finding any answer like no, yeah. <laughs> you read more you dig into it you deeper yeah. into that but you are not finding an answer you know like it's yeah. so you know I'm, I'm i'm reading now a lot about bias you know it's like why we are so different why we are mm -hmm. like you know arguing sometimes about the things that I was like, that's not really important. We should care about us as human beings, you know, like mm -hmm. respect each other as a human being, you know, it's like regardless of your gender or, you know, like skin color or anything, let's mm -hmm. treat each other in a good way. Try, at least try to treat each other in a good way because mm -hmm. I think, you know, everything that is happening around us it's just mm. so intense yeah, yeah so intense and so impacts people in um very emotional way and it's not a good emotional way you know and it's like you have all this information coming to you you know on the phone you switch on your phone and say oh shit, this and that you know people mm. are arguing about something and i think we a little bit lost an ability to uh, communicate and to ask mm -hmm. questions and to listen what the other person says we not always have to agree with each mm -hmm. other yeah it's okay to have different opinions yeah but let's try to talk about this to mm -hmm. about what is this perspective of another yeah. being i'm not saying you have to take it on yeah i think like it's true i mean we kind of like are shifting to a cancel culture you know like it's it's very hard sometimes like even you know we went through different crises and you know people you know we kind of like sometimes it's hard to accept that people have different perspectives for example but i totally agree with you you know i i also i think it's fine to be anti-porn you know yeah. i mean why it's it's important to be aware that there are different perspectives and you can choose what you support or what you don't support you yeah. can make up your mind about it and that's already if you think about it that's already an achievement if you find your own opinion about it that's an achievement but you have to be willing to accept other perspectives and if yeah. we're like in a culture cancer i uh, can in a um, canceling culture <laughs> canceling canceling then um <laughs> it's you know people feel afraid of saying their honest opinions you know yeah. it, honestly, and that's bad and that's yeah. bad because we are like you know so timid i think that's the word like so um shy to or scared basically it's not shy it's scared to say yeah. what do you think but you also have to be careful how you say it you know you have to be sensible about this you know yeah. you just cannot just 
blah 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 about <laughs> anything and everything regardless of what other people are uh, yeah. thinking or feeling because you know everyone has a different past mm. you know about anti-porn uh you know people who people who do not like porn or don't think mm -hmm. porn can be in any way useful or maybe yeah. helpful or changed and you know i think it's certain i like i don't know i'm not surprised by this because yeah. I'm coming, for example, from a very religious background, mm. and in like talking about intimacy and sex, that wasn't something that we did. Uh, and you know, porn was seen as something really, really uh, mm. bad. And the porn that I knew is a woman being fucked hard by a man. There is a lot of screaming and everything. Mm. looks very unnatural i'm not saying yeah. it's bad because some people may be turned on by this and yeah. that's totally fine you yeah. know um as long as you you know in your private life you don't go and repeat that you just ask questions up ask about consent and you both will enjoy that fine with me you know but i was raised in uh, this environment and if not me working in a production company that was uh, emphasizing ethics mm -hmm. that was emphasizing professional approach and natural looking bodies accepting the way you look mm -hmm. and accepting the way you have mm -hmm. sex um i think i would be very very against pornography uh you know i i would have this one perspective of what porns mean means and I think a lot of people has this perspective and is mm. it their fault i mean yeah maybe they could explore more but if, how will you explore something that scares shit out of you and you find yeah. it disgusting you know you just don't want to go this direction yeah I, I i totally agree with you and i think like it's kind of like connects to the topic we had before like if you have like different opinions or let's say different images represented in porn and also in mainstream porn i think you can make your own evaluation you know mm. i'm also like born and raised like the first porn i watched it was like when i was 15 i was like in shock you know like on the school yard, what was it on the school yard, yard of course like <laughs> all 14 year olds you know and like someone was sharing uh some hardcore porn on the on their phone or was it phone i don't know what the fuck i'm old i don't even know <laughs> That was it the time. Yeah, that, that was no phone. I don't think so. That was a phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not maybe there was. I don't know. Like, wait. So, how, how, so if it's like 10, 15 years ago, yeah. no, that wouldn't be a fault. It would be interesting to. Okay. I old don't laptop. Know. <laughs> An old laptop. Let's say old laptop. But yeah, this person was like showing some like hardcore porn. I was like 15. It was like, oh my God, I want to have sex. Everyone was like talking about sex. And we were like watching this porn to see how adults have sex. Of course, everyone was curious. And I watched it and was like, holy shit, she's like so in pain. And what the fuck? Where I don't see his face. Who is he? Why is he fucking her? And what the hell is going on? Yeah. And so this was what I assumed the sex, you know, for quite a while. And when I became sexually active, I had like a lot of sex, you know, with my partners and it felt like following a certain script because this is what we adapted to. Yeah. Because of course it was not time of Tumblr or you know, like like YouTube, you know, today we have role models, people explain to you how to, you know, like sexually engage. But no, we had no you know, we had only nineties movies, you know, like <laughs> some yes. like some thrillers where there was one sex scene and otherwise we would have just, you know, informed ourselves through porn. And yeah. 
this is how this was our education and mm. it yeah it definitely it yeah, was like this is what like we adapt those sexual scripts you know like mm. we see something we take it and it's like okay this is how it should be and the only reference as you say we had it was the porn from 90s you know it's like yeah a woman being fucked she screams a lot we don't know if she's actually in pain maybe she's trying to act you know but it sounds like she's in pain yeah still you know uh apparently exploring vulva it's something mm. unusual in education and yeah i've learned a lot for to sure. learn that so yeah but how was it for you in your uh when you were growing up, how mm. was intimacy treated in your home? Um... Mm, my family is quite open about like sex. Uh, we never really had issues talking about like sex and like sexual education was a topic. But um, but anyway, I was interested in seeing it. You know, I wanted to see people having sex, understand how how do you touch someone? Because I felt like I don't know how it was with you, but I felt like as a young adult, I felt the pressure of performing i felt like mm. um it needs yeah. to be good sex it's also interesting why we live in a culture you know like everything is like driven by success and it the bedroom is no different place so yeah. i felt like how oh my god i cannot just like try giving a good blowjob or like eat a pussy no i have to be an expert on it right away uh, yeah right away <laughs> yes we feel like we have to be expert right away on everything and i keep reminding myself especially now when i'm doing so many different things like it takes time before you know um you're good at something it, it takes years yeah i don't understand why we rush with everything i mean we want everything so quickly maybe we are more aware of the fact that that life is just you know passing yeah yeah quickly and we want to do as many things in our life mm -hmm. so we want to like experts at everything so we can move to another thing very quickly i don't know but same with sex you know i felt the same like i yeah. felt pressure of like oh i need to perform you know yeah. and those like oh oh you know the movement and everything yeah yes no and yes for sure i mean like the bedroom is itself also like it's not a neutral place you know it's like a place where we feel like trying to wrestle our own perspective and how we want to be perceived you know mm. it's 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 not a place where we can just like you know be ourselves i i wish it would be but sex is power and power is something political always you yeah. know even in bad rooms yes. i guess yes but, yeah but uh, you know power like i i feel like sometimes it's perceived uh, power dynamic especially in a very negative way or mm. but sometimes you know i think it's more how the power is used not uh, who has more power and you know because you're in this position so it's bad and you know like we all should be equal i think it would be chaos if we all are <laughs> equal um but if you are in a position or if someone is in a position of more power uh, think how you use this power and again yeah. like a director on the set you know like this yeah. person is in a position of higher power they yeah. have it they shouldn't give it away because you imagine there is no director and everyone does whatever the fuck they want yeah and i think that would be a little bit of a fucking chaos yeah um, but uh you know it, and i think the way how you described it that you know you're very flexible with how you approach your idea in the head and you're not forcing anyone to do it 
because you are a director because you have this power because you own the footage in the end you're mm -hmm. not abusing this power mm -hmm. so that's really really cool and i think there are many more situations like this when power um comes to play and happens very often on every day uh we just need to use it appropriately yeah sure definitely mm -hmm. i agree yeah why porn okay i know i should ask that question maybe like <laughs> in the beginning but why porn mm -hmm. and when it started actually like when you decided like, i'm going to the porn mm -hmm. It's yeah. It's I. I always get asked this question. Okay, now I always get asked like you know. No, but it's, said. but it's it's so interesting because for me, like, I mean, I think in general I'm a very sex positive person, and mm -hmm. it's very hard to make me nervous or trigger me by sexual content. So I feel like it just fits naturally. <laughs> but funnily, a fun a funny story. I, I remember that my ex boyfriend he told me when I was like 22. It's like. Oh my God, I know you're going, you know, you should be a porn director. You know, I, I feel like one day we were, we were working porn and it was like, hmm, yeah, I mean, actually, it's <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> but I have always been interested in it. You know, I also like have a book in the background. We cannot really see it. No, I don't think so. We can see <laughs> the <But> titles. <laughs> I watched it when I was like reading this book when I was like se 17 it's basically a, back, a backstage footage from Sasha Gray. I don't know if you've heard about her. Yes, I've uh, heard about her, but uh, wait, it's a book? It's a book, yeah. It's basically her book because she quitted doing porn um, when she was like 22. So basically she did before that, she did a lot of like hardcore stuff. And I was always fascinated by how can you frame something like that hardcore in porn, you know, because it's a set. It's it's mm -hmm. fiction. Mm -hmm. So I, I already in this time when I was sixteen, I asked myself, how how does it look like? How does the set look like uh, at a place where you perform something so hardcore? So I bought this book and I always kept it, and now I have it in the background. But also like when already when I was sixteen, I knew that I wanted to somehow work in porn, but I just didn't have the <laughs> the knowledge and expertise so i feel like now i did work in different industries and i feel like okay now i not only have the interest but i also can ensure that i have the knowledge and background to mm -hmm. produce actually you know with yeah. a decent quality <laughs> and, and you, you know i kind of think sometimes i hear about this post porn uh, era mm -hmm. i keep hearing yeah. that uh, and when I think about this, I, I think about uh, creators, directors like you, because you're so curious about uh, everything, like what is happening in the world. And, you know, y you think about uh, concepts in depth, like it's mm -hmm. not like you just go on the surface and that's it. I will show that. That will be amazing. You know, yeah. no, you, you really dive into it. And also the quality of your work is just very beautiful. It's not like, you know, handicam. It's just, it, it's not bad though. Handicam can be very yeah. creative too, I think. You know, it's like, yeah. I sometimes like the shots, uh, maybe not important, but generally like the shots that look like kind of old fashioned yeah. handicam. But yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate um, that you um, appreciate my quality. But but yeah, you you actually hit also an interesting point, uh, uh, question. So 
does porn always have to have a certain standard in quality yeah. or what is important what makes porn worth watching for example my what, one of my favorite porn mm, i appreciate of course i'm a videographer i appreciate good white balance <laughs> like if the 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 technical uh, aspect is like <laughs> yeah, i do I, when i watch no, I know, porn i, I always know I always look at it, and if the audio is off, I'm like, fuck, is mm. that important? So I appreciate it, but um, to be honest, one of the one of the porn that I like to watch, it's not it's not high quality standard. It's it's the chemistry. It's like the the interaction between those two people that makes the sex for me like interesting to watch. So yeah, it's complicated. I mean, I would love to think that porn always has to have like we should aware, be aware and uh, you know transport a certain message with porn this is what i'm doing mm -hmm. but um i hope that yeah that's that's what people are interested in because sometimes porn is just like about sex and maybe it's also okay to acknowledge it you know that porn doesn't have to be always artsy or political but yeah i, I would always stay aware of what kind of image i'm transporting because i want to also use porn as a leverage to change our image on sex yes. I, I this is yeah. what i'm trying to do for sure yeah yeah so mm -hmm. maybe the way how people interact i want to just open the the variety and show people different kind of like spectrums of what we can actually do in bed you know and don't follow and, and, always a certain script you know yeah yeah oh my and god so, it's so it's so no but i think it makes sense you know because if you think about this like okay we have those certain scripts that we've been taught but there is we need to learn to explore pleasure sexual yeah. pleasure we need to but how how do you show it you know that mm -hmm. um the exploration is okay you know that actually all um the best part is in this I, well personally i think the best part is in this exploration because then you learn about the other person you learn more about yourself what you like what you don't like you know you kind of create the yeah. uh, you kill the monotonous vibe you try to do different stuff in different places you know so yeah yeah and i feel like the the, the most I, I always like to use it as a metaphor <clears throat> Sorry, one night stand guy, but <laughs> it's important. So I had been in a relationship with a long time relationship with a girl, you know, so I'm quite used to um, lesbian sex. So and uh, after our relationship ended, I was like, okay, yeah, finally, you know, like my bisexual inner urge was like, okay, I will have sex uh, with a guy. And it was so interesting because I was used to a different script in my head, you know, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. After sex, he was like, he looked at me, he was like, what the fuck, Bea? To be honest, no one ever touched me like that before. Or like also touched my hair like this. Just like some certain gestures that a woman never touched him like because they were used to follow a certain script. Mm. And this opened for me the question overall. Okay, so why do we follow certain scripts are we aware that you know we can break those scripts and with my porn i would just like to show different scripts people can use it or they don't have to use it you know it's totally fine to 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 like certain things that maybe are like more associated with a certain gender but i would like to 
bring it to the table and you can yeah. choose from it you know just yes. have the opportunity and then make your decision you yeah. know it's so good that you say that if we are aware at all of following those scripts because yeah. you i wasn't I, mm. I, for a very long time i wasn't and i was like oh shit i do that you know really? it's like yeah. yeah 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 and um <clears throat> yeah but again uh, just learning about you know different forms of like you know sexuality sex in general and i was like oh there are some things called sexual scripts and we actually yeah. do follow them and yeah uh, i was like oh okay good to know and then you think more about this and i think make creating porn making porn um trying to make it make it in the right way mm-hmm. aware of many many more things and i think porn the way how i really like how you think about this that you're trying to show different uh perspectives different ways of having sex and you can just if you like it you can choose from it you know yeah. and um i really like that and i wish a lot of people uh would a lot of creators would have the same approach and uh think more in depth about what mm-hmm. is sex so, you know like uh, what it means for me to yeah. have sex to be in a relationship uh to be with another human being mm. and how can i learn more how can i explore more yeah yeah for sure yeah i think yeah. you know less focused it, it's good to be focused on yourself it's important because if you are not well well no one else probably will be well but it's also yeah. good to focus <laughs> it's good to focus on uh, other people too and try to learn about others yeah yeah and it's it's it basically what we're like talking about the whole time it's like given like there's it's okay to have different opinions and it's okay to have different kind of like sex so just like let's open open the conversation have just a variety you know and just say hey do you like this do you want that oh and also like hetero heterosex can look different you know so just um just just at the end uh, just the final question like how do you open those conversations in your uh, personal life either during the dates relationship when do you start with it and how what would you say others can do to start those conversations because it's hard to do it which kind of a conversation about intimacy likes and dislikes about sex you know like you mean like privately or you mean mm, like during yes. the... yeah i mean yeah it's, it's that's complicated you see i mean like, <laughs> like the context it, yeah we, we talk so much about like mm. these things but yeah privately of course like i think it depends on the person some people feel more comfortable with like talking right away about what they're interested in and others not i mean sometimes it makes sense to start off like quite tra- transparent you know like transparent and sometimes you know you just see how how things keep going you know like see first of all if you vibe if you have the chemistry and then you can dig deep down and see okay do we actually match in, in our like um more like juicy kinks and fantasies and um yeah i mean it's worth to talk about it because i remember yeah. once i was on a date and we shit we had like the opposite kinks you know it was like almost like so funny because it was like wow we are like so we don't match at all. Cause we talked about it right away, you know. <laughs> well, wait, so you go on the first date and you're like, 
was like, so tell me what you like in bed. No, oh. uh, no come on. I mean, like, look, I mean, like, I love to talk Five about sex. Five minutes into the day. Let me pull up my checklist. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I'm, I'm very open minded. I mean, mm. like, if people want to talk with, with me about sex, I love talking about sex. Of course, like, it's my favorite topic. <laughs> of course, I, I, I like, I'm honest about it. I'm transparent. So, yeah. But, um, I mean, I guess it was like more like kind of like a physical date. So I think it's okay to talk about it like more earlier. <laughs> so, yeah. And so just, you know, like, I think that would be the most unsexy thing uh, to ask on a date. But do you talk about STI testing? Uh, it's, yeah. So I think it's, it's an interesting and very important topic. So what I actually, I went yesterday and did again one STI test for myself. I do it regularly. And I think it's definitely a topic people should talk about more often. Mm. And also like, for example, what I like to clarify is, okay, um, you know, if I'm with someone like for long term, definitely um, let's both get tested. And if someone feels uncomfortable down there, please be transparent. You know, if we're like not monogam, what is <laughs> more like common in Berlin, especially if you're single. So just be transparent if you feel not well down what, there. What was the word? If we are what? Not monogam. Well, ah, monogamous. Okay, okay, good job, good job. Yeah. Yeah. But it's complicated, yeah. So okay. how often do you get tested for yourself? For like, what's the... Because I know people don't want to talk about this. You know, it's like recently I spoke with a... a someone who is an intimacy coordinator on the mainstream cinema and I mentioned it's like oh okay so what about STI testing do you guys do any I know it doesn't have to be as uh, much as we do for porn but yeah. you know uh, but he, the reaction was like oh I think people will be scared to talk about this and I was like well it's an important thing to talk about about it sexual yeah. health so how, yeah. how often do you get tested and yeah yeah, I mean, like, I, I get tested regularly. Also, so, like, I did the test again now just because I didn't have any symptoms, but just, like, to oh, yeah. check regularly. And it's, for example, like, also, if I have sex with men, it's uh, I use condoms. I, the protection is a bit different. But if I have sex with women, um, protection is there, but it's so not widespread. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's definitely important also to say, hey, how do you feel? Um, you know, do you feel good down there? Maybe well, let's skip. For example, it's totally fine also to, I think it's sexy if someone says, Hey, yeah. sorry, I don't feel well. Um, maybe let's skip and I will do a test. I think that's much more sexy than just mm. saying Safety. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in this case, safety is important, I think, because, you know, and you don't have to have any symptoms to actually have STI because as yeah. we spoke again uh, in the workshop, there is this window period or the incubation yeah. period. Yeah. yeah. So you already maybe uh, having a virus or yeah. bacteria yeah. and you will be transmitting, but it won't show on the test yet. Yeah. No. So it's yeah, very, it's important. Yeah. If people do have a lot of uh, mm -hmm. sex with uh, not only with one partner but yeah. not monogamous relationship, then I think yeah. that's very very important. You know, and it's very real. I mean, like I I hear from like um I hear from like uh, cases regularly. You know, mm -hmm. and it's very important to watch out about those things. You know, like it's it's so crucial. 
there there is so much out there people have it you know people are not talking about it but it's there and it's yeah. definitely important and by the way it's so important to include it like get your like vaccinations for hep a and b what the yeah. fuck you yes. know those are things to avoid you know of course there are things out there and it's happening yeah it's it's what it is what it is but be as protected as possible mm. you know that's yeah. all i can say and Certainly. be aware you know I think we have, this is a good time to end <laughs> our chat for today. Um, yeah. very much looking forward to seeing Berlin in a few days and yeah, uh, uh, going to a party. I need advice on what to wear for that party because I do not go for parties very often. So. You can pass by the vintage shop I'm living here, so just keep oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so I'm looking forward to it. And thank you for today's conversation. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> See you soon. See you soon.